I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Dan and I'm from Twyford and you're listening to Dane Baptiste Questions Everything. My question is, where do all the odd socks go? And what do you think is so great about the dimension that they end up in that makes them want to leave the earth? Okay, so that's my question, and remember to question everything. Hello everybody, welcome to this episode of Dane Baptiste Questions Everything, a podcast where myself, comedian, writer, and occasional actor Dane Baptiste, my producer friend and co-host Howard Cohen, aka The Hizzer. Hello. And a mix of special guests pose the questions that need to be asked, and we are talking everything from... We are talking everything from Dan from Twyford's question, where do all the odd socks go? Uh, and he then rambles on about what dimension they're in, which is getting a bit odd, but okay. Uh, Dane, where do the odd socks go? I'm honest with you, Howard. I'm with Dan. I can only assume they're in. <laughs> I can only assume they're in another dimension because sometimes I see them with my own eyes going into the drum of the washing machine, and then they disappear. So I'd like to think that maybe they're in a dimension. I always say to people, I feel like if you're the afterlife, part of it is that you get to find all of your lost socks and keys and then you also get to go through like a netflix where you're like alternate realities of like what would it be like in my life if i went this way or if i stayed with so and so or if i took this job and then you get to do that for a long time because you've got an eternity it sounds like a long time to be looking at alternate versions of your life but when you've got an eternity it's just time you know free time and having a afterlife streaming platform where you're also able to sort all your, your missing socks Sounds like heaven to me. Well, listen, uh, if anyone does have the answer to where all the odd socks go, uh, please get in touch. But um, suffice to say, on this show, we ask and answer all the questions, don't we, Dave? I, I do know. Where <laughs> I saw a video. <laughs> guest, guests, you're going to have to wait until we've introduced you. <laughs> Apologies. I love it. Keep it. I, I love that though. I love that. Keen. Um, We've got Keno this week, Dane. No, I love it. And uh, and uh, as you can see, someone likes to be on the show, and I hope that audiences feel the same. So if you do like the show, uh, understand that any question is welcome. No question is too big, too small, too dumb, too smart, or too interdimensional. And if you like the show, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. Also, we would love if you can subscribe to our Patreon so you can continue to support the podcast where we can hear all of our very special questions being asked and answered by our very special guests. With that being said, on today's show is an award-winning comedian, writer and mental health advocate. She has performed on such shows as BBC Live at the Fringe, BBC Knock Knock, BBC Ouch, Absolute Radio, The Russell Howard Hour and her work has been exemplary in terms of gaining recognition and raising awareness for bipolar disorder which she has herself and has led to her award-winning live tour Barking at Aeroplanes. She's also the host of Make Me Better podcast and has a new show Mother coming very soon so look out for that but please join us and welcome to the show Ms. Harriet Dyer. Hello. Hey how are you doing? 
Oh, very well, thank you. Can I say that about the socks? Very Absolutely. excited. Absolutely. <laughs> Please of tell us. Of course you can. Apparently there's a secret button on your washing machine, but I can't find it. And you opened it, and then I saw this video, and there was all these socks in fuck, the washing machine. Uh, fuck, no way. Yeah, I've seen it with my eyes, but I can't find the button. But there is another button where... I did press with my washing machine and then all this sewage came out, but that wasn't an as enjoyable button as finding <laughs> all the socks. The eject button, <laughs> you can confuse those. I mean, if that does exist, then that is amazing. And I feel like anyone trying to sell a washing machine in a very, very broad and saturated market, that's what I would lead it lead with. Yeah. Like because all, all of them got the same wash and some of them can do like a hand wash. But if you said this one actually has like a tray for lost socks it would sell like that washing machine would definitely sell that would be the uh i guess the tesla of washing machines apart from not being owned by a megalomaniac of comic book levels yes he is really uh, getting there um it's probably time for a question dane as the format of this show dictates and uh you know that's the format so i can't change that now it's too late uh, absolutely so harriet as our very esteemed guest we'd like to invite you to ask the first question which can be any question you like about anything you'd like which we'd want to discuss with you for about 15 minutes and then howard my co-host would like to pose a question to you to ask for the same amount of time and then keeping with traditions and sequels like your amazing T-shirt, but not so much like Terminator 3 Rise of the Machines, which was not great. Mm -mm. I'd like to have a much more of a Judgment Day uh, level question for you, uh, which we discussed for the same amount of time. And I would love for you to tell our listeners and viewers where they can find out about your good works, past, present and future. How does that sound? That sounds lovely. That's well, right, yeah. That's, uh, Harriet, you are uh, free to ask the first question. The first question is... Do you think fairies are real? <laughs> Good question. Now, uh, <laughs> Harry, <laughs> Harry, <laughs> tell us what the inspiration for this uh, question is. Uh, that, well, it's one of my biggest queries and mysteries of my life. I cannot, I still to this day can't get my head around it. And because it happened so long ago, I'm a bit, uh, hazy on the age but I'm sure I was quite old like 14 or something and there was this time in my life where in my bed in my childhood bedroom I knew that if I got up uh if I was awake at eight o'clock on a Sunday and this happened more than one Sunday and I'm sure I was awake then these fairies would come in my they would come fluttering in my bedroom and then take me away so I would always have to pretend at this hour of this day that I was asleep and then I'd be looking like that and I would <laughs> see them with my eyes so how do I explain this um, and I wasn't doing drugs then either is, is, right. it's, it's an interesting question. Um, I, I, I want to uh, not necessarily uh, interrogate the definition of a fairy, but could you give a description? Because I think the fairies, like when I look at, I'm trying to look at it taxonomically, like in terms, because fairies are like, as I, when I picture a fairy, it's like a very, very, almost like a miniature, uh, I guess, humanoid yeah. Uh, I think we got to talk. We got to talk. Peter Pan, haven't we? Peter Pan yeah. and Tinkerbell is the yeah. Tinkerbell is the ultimate poster girl for uh, fa fairies, <laughs> I'd say, yeah. isn't she? But they're very different to the uh, is it the Guillermo de, de del Toro fairies that were like in Pan's Labyrinth. Ah, uh, like, yeah. Because they weren't. They were Their faces weren't as humanoid. But then I think when I think about what's the other, uh, I suppose, eth 
ethereal species that's like a human with wings would be like angels as well mm. and i think is there a link between there is it um because i suppose fairies have powers to control human behavior as do angels how much do you know about fairies then harriet do you know a lot or well, that's all I really knew, but I did know because I told my mum and then my mum watched. There was a film that came out that was supposed to be based on a true story that happened in, in the UK. And the fairies in that film looked similar to the fairies that I saw that I assume I wasn't hallucinating for. And uh, and then so so the, the, the powers that they they must have had powers like some sort of strength or magic strength or something, because the size that they were they wouldn't have been able to carry me, but I knew that I, and I felt threatened, which was odd. So I must've felt a threatening vibe and I knew that they could lift me up and take me out, but mm. which also doesn't really make sense because I don't even know if I would have fitted out, fitted out my window. Because... No. And maybe people would have noticed that a fully grown human was being carried <laughs> out by much, much well, smaller it, humans. Well, yeah. So also because my next door neighbor, uh, George, would doesn't miss anything. So yeah, he would. But he is, you know, he does like a drink. So the people would have probably put it down to that if he's, you know, right. Effing and jacking yeah. about me. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I mean, hopefully, hopefully, he needs a camera phone. It sounds like George or, yeah. or a telescope, and he can he can record these sightings. Uh, I mean, that phrase "away with the fairies" uh, a very popular, yeah. but very popular phrase. Uh, do you ever feel that you're away with the fairies, Harry? I mean, I'm only basing this on ten minutes of interaction with you. <laughs> uh, well, no, I almost was taken away by the fairies, but yeah. not. Uh, well, that's why I have, you know, I have sort of preambled it with, you know, saying I wasn't on drugs at the time, and I know it sounds really crazy which is why it's, it's always been something that hasn't really made sense to me because i thought if it was just a really um like a, a sort of like a dream why would it be happening every sunday morning that's yeah. the thing that, mm. uh you know and and maybe because the upbringing i did have my mum was just like accepted this as complete normality it was like <laughs> oh right right well there's a film out soon so we need to watch this <laughs> see if it was similar let's, let's do some research <laughs> exactly exactly I, I get it i for me for me like i don't when it comes to the things that i guess are deemed as metaphysical or paranormal or supernatural i don't always find like dismiss them but i always feel like there might be like a scientific explanation but at the same time when i say that i mean it in terms of science maybe hasn't caught up to having the devices or the uh, perspective to see this kind of phenomena yeah. so for example there was a time for a very long time where scientists didn't know that like microbes existed and didn't know that certain types of like fungi and other microscopic yeah. organisms existed. And obviously we are a more enlightened people in the same way that for a long time, we were all sure that there were nine planets in the solar system. Whereas now we know there are eight and Pluto is actually kind of like a, a planetoid or like an asteroid. So in terms of the fairies thing, who knows in terms of what dimension they might exist? Because the other day I saw was an, it was like an octopus or mm. an some kind of encephalopod and it was like inflating in the underwater but i was like i've never seen anything like that ever in in terms of like zoology mm. and i feel like there's you know there's people who say it's like we've walked the surface of the moon but we've not walked on the surface of the ocean and we don't know what's there yeah that oh. that leaves me a bit open enough to know that like 
fairy might not look like how we expect it to look. Like, you know, Tinkerbell has like small clothes and mm. I don't think she would have probably made it on a very super miniature sewing machine or with a, <laughs> you know, because Tinkerbell, because to her, like a needle and thread would be gigantic. So, oh yeah. So, so maybe it, she would be, it'd be kind of like made her own, made her own miniature sewing kit. Oh, but their whole world would be, you know, dependent. It yeah. would be to scale, mm. wouldn't it? Their whole world would be. So you'd hope so. Otherwise, it's going to be a lot of hard work. So, yeah, yeah. Because but... if she fell over, she could like, it, like, it just land on her, like a her needle and thread, and then and die. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then, but then, but then, who knows? I suppose on her own, if a needle's proportional, then I'm sure it would be not too yeah. severe an injury. Um, I think. Off- it's worth pointing out that while we've been talking here, I've been doing some quite extensive uh, research. Have you? On, yep, on 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 Wikipedia, uh, <laughs> a little website I use down again, and I've looked at a couple of other websites, and basically the answer to whether fairies exist is is no. Uh, basically, <laughs> it appears to be no. Um, we haven't seen any proof of them, but blimey, people like them. Blimey, and the idea of them, people like. Wonder why people like them so much. Well, yeah, but I did. I felt threatened. And when you yeah. say just categorically no, <laughs> what about this? What about this film then? That was that. It's that. Where do you, where do you think that came from? Do you know what the one I mean? It's got like a fairy story or something, and then it's got loads of you know all those British actors that are in everything, but you have no idea what their <laughs> <Yeah>. names are. Yeah. <laughs> it has all of those. Yeah. In and the it. film, and they're always in that film that normally comes out just before Christmas. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's normally a cafe film. Like BAFTA's yeah. been involved. I know exactly what you're talking about. Those definitely <laughs> exist. Those, those secret fairies. I mean, it's interesting that. It, it's something that you saw with regularity at the same around the same yeah. time and on the same day, which you know could be maybe a su- subconscious suggestion. Maybe fairies or the appearance of fairies reminds you to do something. But I, I feel like at the same time, because it's threatening, I wonder what it's trying to interpret. Because it's like you know, a lot of many people used to talk about sleep paralysis being like they feel like a spiritual force is holding them down, mm. and I uh it's my theory at least that with sleep paralysis really is just people who are dreaming that they're awake in the same place. And it's like there's like oh. a, a place between your astral projection of self and between your uh real I guess your real self where your subconscious has taken like a view of your room and then you dream that that's exactly what you're seeing, but because you are in such a realistic uh plane, you try and move as if you would in real life when actually it's your astral self that you're supposed to be controlling. And that's why people aren't able to move because you're somewhere between this uh, astral plane or dream state and a conscious state, but they look so similar, you're not sure how you're supposed to move within those. And so maybe with the fairy things is that you may be in a similar state where your mind might manifest some kind of reminder or stern reminder because the fact also your mum was involved as well and she believes in these things. Maybe the fairies are a projection of her voice or her influence in your head because it's interesting because the Sunday Sunday and eight in the morning for me that gives me the idea it's like my mum being like time to go to church and I was like yeah time to go to church and, and I suppose yeah have have how have all your interactions with fairy fairies uh been intimidating or have there somebody been positive or 
Do they speak? Did Ferry speak oh, to you? Well, I thought he was speaking to Howard. Oh, not me. No, 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 no. He's not um, wasting his time on me. Yeah, How, How, Howard's, Howard's is a uh, he, he's taken yeah. a line. Yeah. Whereas. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Yeah, well, no, I didn't hear them speak. I just felt like a threatening vibe. It was like I just knew what they were there for and that. And then I just remember the hum of their wings. Because mm. um, that's the other thing as well. And not to not to be too dark, but it's like for years when kids used to describe, talk about monsters being under the bed or monsters being in like closets or wardrobes, it was normally like a uh, way of them explaining if they were victims of molestation or sexual trauma. So with a lot of kids, when they'd be like, "There's a monster! A monster comes into my room," that's normally what they'd be trying to describe or articulate is that somebody would be uh, abusing them. So with the fairies, I'm not sure if there it's. Oh, maybe I did it's, have a lot of trauma in my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, oh god. <laughs> there could be. So it could be the suggestion that you know these things come along, <laughs> and because uh, it's also because of the regularity of it as well. Because sometimes yeah, it's like yeah. I have like ex partners who piss me off, but I will have a dream about them. <laughs> Just before their birthday, mm. and it's normally their my I guess it's my subconscious reminding me of this person, and because you know especially like if you have a similar stimulus for so long or interaction, then your brain will start building synapses and stuff and neural pathways to kind of remind you of the same thing. So very clearly, is there some maybe something on a Sunday at eight o'clock? It might be to do with maybe you know that you're having to go to school the next day or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, you know, it could just be like you're just like ugh. Yeah. And, fair, and fairies could be like, you know, human beings from a distance. And maybe yeah. being outside reminds you of like, you know, having to be amongst the hoi polloi. And that can just be very intimidating prospect if you have any uh, issues of mental health, I guess. You're so wise, Dane. Like I, I feel like my life yeah. is better now. Thank you. Well, that's the, you know what, that is the main thing that you feel better because I just, I just feel like, you know, I am. Um, we'll discuss it later in the podcast. But I always, I always feel like the human mind and its ability, what it's able to create, is so vast and untapped yeah. that there's there is like a kind of like always a quasi psychological explanation for a lot of things. It's like the other day, as as a, a woman on the train who appeared to be talking to herself and rather brashly saying stuff, and obviously people on the train felt quite intimidated. But I always feel like again that could definitely be someone who has been a victim of trauma and one of the products of that can always be arrested development and people can become uh, stuck in a particular state of being because that's what they would that might have been the age they experienced that trauma and sometimes when you see people talking to themselves it's kind of like well they are probably trying to rationalize that experience by having the same conversation in their head even though someone isn't present and hmm. so yeah, I'm yeah, you, that, yeah i think if you get into arguments with people and you can often end up if they're, if they're not not resolved you can often be mulling it over in your head to yourself and then some people would do that out loud wouldn't they so it's not that yeah hard, especially it? if like maybe the person who might be responsible for that argument or that kind of trauma is no longer around mm. or that person may not ha- would have been able to communicate with that person being present yeah you just never know what people's triggers are um but yeah well, never, well, just, really, never just write it off harry as just you being crazy no yeah, no no it could no, just no, be a manifestation no. of trauma look we all know <laughs> that we don't understand how our brains work <laughs> Uh, so you know, uh, it is possible that fairies exist. Um, oh, but... well, you've had a turnaround, are you just trying to wrap this section up? <laughs> just trying to wrap this up very nicely. Thank you for uh, pulling back the curtain, uh, for all our listeners. And they're just going to drop off now, the listeners, now they know that that's my job. Uh, no, but it is interesting because we, we don't understand our brains, so there's a very limited amount of it anyway. So it's possible that these things 
aren't uh, just make believe, Harriet. If you do have any information or or, or leads, listeners on fairies, real <laughs> uh, real fairies, then uh, get in contact with us at DBQE Podcast on all the social media platforms, and um, people will probably uh, you know get annoyed. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and, uh, and also just to add, if you are using fairy as a colloquial term to maybe describe an effeminate member of the LGBT plus community who may have worn wings during a pride parade, that's also fine. Yeah. Yeah. As long as you're okay with that nomenclature, I must say. <laughs> now, my question is not fairy based. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm going to, I'm going to change. It's going to be a gear shift, Harriet Dane. You, you cool with that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because 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 I spent you know spent a lot of time looking at your work this week, and and, and it does cover a lot of mental health stuff, right? Um, which I, I I guess is a is a is a big part of 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 what you've built uh, in your career, Harriet, right? Uh, yeah, I guess so. I guess it was more of a a case of like when I started comedy, uh, I didn't really talk. Well, it kind of covered it, but well, when I first first started comedy, I talked about like a like because I died twice when I was younger and all this business but then um uh, but then I didn't really talk about mental health or anything and then, mm. it, and then it just became uh well uh, people needed an explanation really my my question is deliberately uh trying to phrase it okay in a way to not uh provoke anger but I I I, I could only talk about my experiences with people who uh, have had mental health issues myself as well. And I did some research looking into stuff because there's just this thing that I, I remember coming up when we were younger, right? And and it probably doesn't come up as much anymore unless you're in the, we're, we're, we're conservative, certain types of conservative, which is, my question is, when does a mental health issue become an excuse, right? Which is a really, really difficult conversation to have because ultimately almost x amount of the time it, it is not it is a part of someone's life and they are going through battles and then also they're going through all the normal battles that they would go through but when i googled that question <laughs> i find a lot of people writing a lot of things so you know it, 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 i wanted to oh because i think this probably comes up a lot in people's lives you know i'm going to say one more thing i, I live very <laughs> i have somebody in my life who's got adhd and pretty heavily and it definitely affects their life there's also times when it could be considered that that might be uh, an example of it being used to not do stuff. Uh, <laughs> now that's that's me knowing that because I put the data on that one person. But um, uh, but I don't know where where do we what what do you think of this statement? About? Have I, have I, am I about to cause trouble? Uh, really? No, no, because I, I think because I I hang out with well because I have this like mental health community space, so I so loads of people with lots of various mental health issues are often in my life and with every now and again I will I mean this is probably quite yeah quite awful to say but I will be like well where does the just being a bit of a cunt <laughs> end yeah how, how, which is how Howard wanted to phrase it really yeah well, I thought I'd be nice yeah <laughs> but it's something to say but it, yeah it is true that sometimes when yeah, like one in particular that springs to mind, just this person that was just so awful uh, and and just saying, and I think nowadays a lot of people say such 
such really awful things and sort of mic drop, mic drop. And then because they're saying things like, oh, you're abusive or you're gaslighting me or stuff like that, that seems to be, well, no one could say that because that's how they feel or whatever, but just sort of slinging these words about. So when sort of someone at my mental health space was, was sort of saying stuff like that to so many people and uh, when they were actually being quite toxic, I just thought, well, you obviously you you have issues, but you're also being very horrible. Mm. Um, but then I guess, but then are they be they are being horrible because of the because of the issues? That, and where does that end? So it's a so I, I don't really have the answer because that, but then I guess a lot of people are difficult. Uh, and how uh because you, well, you can put a full kind of stop like, there you can put a full stop there about every human being basically <laughs> a lot of people are difficult the, that's the point i think that's, and that's the main point as well is because it's, i think in order to answer that question is what you define as mental health because the diagnosis of it and certain traits that we look at on the spectrum of like maybe being neurotic versus psychotic they can vary so much because for example if a regular person told you in a pub I don't give a shit about kids. They can all fucking starve. You would say that person is a sociopath and that person yeah. has no empathy. But that was our prime minister two years ago. And yet no one would diagnose that person as having, you know, any kind of psychological deficiencies because you're able to hold the highest office in the country other than, you know, uh, being a member of the royal family. Um, conversely as well, there's like, there are so many aspects of uh, the human, I suppose, ideological disposition mm. that have no factual basis for example like i look at it like this for example like patriotism is no different to religion in terms of like it's an idea that is a man-made construct that people align themselves with so people can be like i'm a proud member of this country and that makes me different to other people in this country well if someone changes the name of that country where does that leave you in terms of being a patriot because yeah. yugoslavia used to be a country and i feel like for, a lot of people forget that up until the 80s, there were two Germanys. So. What? I didn't yeah. know that. Well, there's, I mean, that's, there you go. Most people forget it. That like <laughs> yeah. you had the Soviet bloc and you had East Germany and you had West Germany before the wall came down in Berlin. And yet people kind of forget that kind of thing, which is interesting when people try to identify with a country as a point of self-esteem. And so I suppose for me, and when we say mental health being an excuse, I suppose if someone does is identified as having like maybe a disassociation, like a disassociation disorder or personality disorder, as well as, you know, having traits of sociopathy or uh, psychopathy, then th is that kind of the excuse? If you if your brain is not able to, you know, demonstrate um, empathy, is that the excuse? Because it's like, you know, um, Katie Hopkins. Mm. I think most people agree that Katie Hopkins is not a nice person or her platitudes are terrible, deplorable a lot of the time. I've read that she's uh, epileptic. Mm. Right. There's like a scar on the brain. And, you know, if you're someone who maybe has cerebral damage or neurological damage, it stands to reason why you're not able to like have empathy or be um, aware of what your words do to hurt people. Yeah, so I then think that's, I think it's, so that is that an excuse because like it's like in the same way that like people commit really harrowing crimes, but then we have the caveat of an insanity plea because we can be like this person's mental health is in such a state that they're not even aware of what they do. Like someone could because someone could be off their meds and go on yeah. a killing spree 
and then we can say they're mental health, but a lot of people from a moral standpoint would be like, there's no excuse. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. But if your absence of your, if your absence of your meds, and that's with some people like, you know, that can cause like, you know, homicidal rage or uh, kind of, what's the other word I'm looking for? Oh, man. But yeah, without your meds, you're just starting aware of what you're doing. Yeah. And so this is what this is used in a legal capacity in order to you as a excuse it's for interesting, justification. But it's interesting because you're talking about when it's kind of diagnosed. I also think yeah. there's the kind of a, a, a kind of culture that's Oh yeah, where people just say I've got this. Oh, I'm a little bit ADHD. Yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah. I I think yeah. I think the you know, obviously we mentioned your your bipolar, uh Harriet, and, and, and that is one that people throw out in like the most kind of frivolous way without any diagnosis, without any kind of understanding of it. And I find that kind of a real, if I was looking for something to say, I think this might be an area of mental health where excuses rather than combating a problem or looking at a problem properly are done is when people will kind of happily go, oh yeah, no, I think he's a bit X. And you're like, what? Like that's not healthy at all to live like that and handle people in that way, is it? No, no, definitely not. No, people, yeah, people, that, that is very infuriating uh but then so many people get see so many people say to me oh i think you might have been misdiagnosed oh god i'm entangled um uh oh god i really am once sorry (laughs) (laughs) um sorry i got i got i got distracted because i thought i had someone at the door so that i wasn't really listening properly and then the funny thing was that that is what people say you probably just do have adhd harriet but but then, but then people don't see because everyone's also quite willing and uh, prom- promptly always what tries to diagnose you, especially if yeah. like as I have sort of been quite public in sort of saying I've got mental health issues. Um, so then there are been people that go, well, I don't think you've got bipolar, you've probably got ADHD. But then it's like, yeah, but you, yeah, but you haven't seen me when I'm like, you know, when I have to shut myself off because I'm suicidal and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but also, why people think they have a a kind of ability <laughs> to do that, you know? <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. I think it's in a in a because it's it's so wonderful that we are so so much more open and accepting of uh, of these things now. Because I think because my parents never, I think they had issues because my dad was well, my dad was born when it was illegal to be uh to be gay, so he yeah. would have had a terrible time uh because sort of, he was brought up in Cornwall which is backwards at the best of times on a yep. farm and then felt all these ways so that would have been sort of mental torture um and then and, he, and, he, and even if he had come out there would have been certain schools of thought that would have said that he did have a mental health problem 
because course, of because course, people yeah. sometimes people because historically people have described homosexuality as a an a psychological abnormality as well. Yeah, yeah. So then, but then, so people, um, so but he would never say that he's ever had any mental health problems or anything like that. As as my mother, so it's wonderful that now these are more out in the open. But in the same way, yeah, people are too free to uh romanticize it and when yeah. someone's just because because as well people i, I think now people because there's a lot different a lot of difference between just life being a bit shit sometimes and mm-hmm. just not feeling great at times then that's not the same as uh you know having you know bit having clinical depression or bipolar mm. or this this or that so i think that's what is an issue is that people are, are sort of too quick to say they've got this and that and and when when they say um people are oh well, i've got a bit ocd well no you just don't like living in shit <laughs> <laughs> which is which is a lot different to you know scrubbing your hands red raw yeah, and exactly singing. exactly yeah so I don't think I don't know if I've answered the question there no i, I no, think, I you, think yeah. you've answered the, <laughs> I think you've answered the question perfectly because <laughs> Like I find it, it's something that I find very fascinating, especially because I definitely try to uh, ponder mental health along those lines of nature and nurture. Because like you said, it's like having some acute incidences of anxiety or depression is very different to somebody who, you know, due to maybe a, a hormone imbalance, who maybe their body might underproduce dopamine is much harder for them to get to these highs of just feeling okay with themselves. But then at the same time, I feel like it's also even with attention deficit disorder, like you said, it's like it's very different to being distracted to where it's like I have to shut myself in a sensory sensory deprived environment just so that I don't go crazy. So my partner, for example, she can't have if I try to talk to her, she I need to pause like the TV Mm. or turn the volume off because she can't concentrate on both things. It's very hard for her to process that at the same time, whereas I'm sometimes will have my phone and my laptop <laughs> and the TV on. And I'm like, yeah, this is me. <laughs> uh, like, I'm like, almost like, it's like, you know, that scene in, I think it's in the dark night where Bruce Wayne's got like all these screens on. Mm. Like, I'm like, yeah, that's me. That's, that's fine. I always tell the kids off for that because they'll be yeah. on the TV on, on their phones. And then something else happened. And I'm like, the electricity you can't yeah. be focusing on all and, the, and the radiation could affect them but at the same time it's like yeah. while while we are happy commercially to provide all of these amenities where you can be having all this information and stimulation on all these devices academia is still the same so it's like you're going from millions of colors to going mm-hmm. and sit in a classroom where there's three colors on the board being used with different markers and sharpies and to you know that i think long term that can have a psychological effect on people because you go from this certain level of stimulation to being able to kind of have to narrow your thought or for you to take stuff in with like nowhere near the same amount of stimulation can be massively difficult. So yeah, it's 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 not necessarily a hard one, Howard. I think I think it's just a dynamic thing where it's ongoing because well, I think I, that yeah. there's some oh. things that are quite esoteric, but there are things that are esoteric. I think there are uh what's that looking for? I suppose it's there you can find some aspects of normality like for example i think you know there are a lot of people that understand because even because a large amount of human communication is non-verbal anyway so for example i I had a friend her brother's autistic and she said that sometimes he can be quite violent and she's got other sisters and he can be quite aggressive and i don't think that's necessarily an excuse because you may be on autism spectrum because 
just through your own feelings, you're still aware of like how pain works. And I think that's the thing with a lot of human beings is that you can sense yourself and you can think about what how things affect you emotionally and you're able to reciprocate that behavior. So it's like, I know what that I don't like, so I don't do it to other people. Is mm. that empathy? And I think that's something that's esoteric, but at the same time, it is something that can be stunted in development if you're not in an environment that teaches you to care about other people. Um, as we see with it, like, you, you, have you seen Succession, the show? Mm. Oh, I haven't, no. So, but yeah. it's, it's in the same way that like, if you're a kid that you get everything that you want, then you may learn that hostility is how I'm gratified. Because if I get pissed off and I say mean things to my parents and they buy me stuff, you're going to learn that I get things by being mean to people. Yeah. So it is in terms of like, like an excuse, it's a, uh, it's a broad question because I guess you'd have, so I guess the way to answer it, Howard, sorry to ramble. Yeah. But I guess Mm. it's like, you have to maybe review it on a case by case basis. Yeah. Because mental health in itself is such a broad term to describe so many different nuanced things. Even if people like when we say, you know, people on the autism spectrum or people are autistic, that spectrum itself is so broad that you have to look on each people person's position on that same spectrum. But and I think it's supposed that with that behavior to see if that is an excuse kind of thing. So I think it's well said, mate. And I think, uh, it would be interesting to hear what listeners have got to say about this subject because it's definitely one of those subjects that you could piss a lot of people off if you don't talk about it as uh, as full of heart as we have. Uh, we, we're not here to condemn anyone. It's just kind of like sometimes it might not be as simple as just saying it's because of this, you know? Yeah, that's perfect what you yeah. said, Zane. Case by case base. I think that's... that's yeah. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, we've we've, we've solved mental health crisis. <laughs> Whether fairies, <we've>, fairies exist... <laughs> Dane, uh, what you got for us with your question? Um, Harry, I, I once heard somebody say, uh, they were say, they were speaking to a blind person and they're saying, how does it feel having that disability? And they said, you know, it depends how you view it. It's not necessarily that they're disabled. It's that the, the way that their environment is structured doesn't cater to what their needs are. Because, you know, we may all consider a blind person to be disabled, but if we're in complete darkness only one of us is able to conduct themselves to their optimal level. So in that instance, are they, are they actually disabled? I say that in terms of the, in terms of mental health is that, like I said, for me, I think that uh, mental health is a very nuanced thing. And there are aspects of it where it's like, when you describe being bipolar, we describe like depression. For me, there's a lot of factors like your socio and economic factors where I would be like, of course you're depressed. If you're a minor, and you live in a town where you are deprived of sunlight and you know you're exposed to maybe carcinogenic materials and you know you maybe have been had an upbringing where your treatment or abuse has been justified potentially by a religious belief for me i'm like of course you're fucking depressed in the same way that like as when celebrities experience depression or a lot of parts of their life they may be this uh I heard one of the Saturdays, I think it was Frankie Bridge said that she uh, suffered from severe anxiety. It's like, you're standing on a stage in front of 10,000 people, you might feel quite anxious. And I'm not, <laughs> I'm not reducing the experience. I'm saying that, yeah, of course, you know, in the same way that like, if you've, you know, I've heard in your material stuff, like well, you talk about your dad having, to do, you almost discovering your dad's sexuality in a way that, you know, he didn't want you to know. And you probably <laughs> want to find out that way as well. And that can have an effect on you because 
there is a external suggestion of what a good family or normal family is supposed to be. And so I guess what I'm trying to ask is that is it is it the people, is it people that have mental health issues or is it that we live in a crazy world? And are there things using your unique cases of, you know, bipolar disorder or depression? Are there aspects of the environment that you think could be changed that would definitely help people? So, for example, I guess I'm saying like if you're someone, you know, like in airports, you get like prayer rooms. Yeah. Would it be useful to for an airport to have a sensory deprivation room just so you could gather and center yourself? And how much would that help certain people? Wow, yeah. Yeah, I've never thought of that before. Because just like, because I, I flew, I was in the airport on Monday and um, just the, I became very anxious just because everything's so quick. And and, yeah. uh, and then I was just, and then I left liquids in my bag because I was flustered. And then I was, yeah. and then I was like, then I had someone's charger. I didn't even know whose charger I had. And I was just right entangled in And wires. there's so much sounds going on behind you. Yeah, there's people yeah. queuing behind you. So then you feel like you're a burden to the people behind you. Exactly. There's, there's all the lights and sound of all the advertising. Like for someone who has issues with, of a sensory nature, that's insane to deal with. Yeah, and then there's the person with the trays just shouting that we're not moving quick enough, and I was, and I, I could really understand how anyone would go into because I just wanted to shut down. So yeah, I never thought because you just are like, oh well, this is how it is, so this is what you've got to do, and then and but I because if ever anyone suggests going on holiday, I always go straight away when someone says that. I think of that in the airport, and then that puts me off uh going on going on holiday <laughs> so so yeah well that would be wonderful if there were these you know these rooms that you could go because i actually found this um what's it called like a viewing ga gallery um in jersey where i was that was just so big and there was like no one up there and everyone was crammed uh downstairs so i because i had like an hour of that to wait uh, so I just went up there and that, that was lovely. I was just relaxing and looking at what was happening and there was no nonsense around. So it's the, it's it's really, yeah, it's really valuable to have spaces where there aren't loads of people all the time. Because yeah. uh, I think ex expression is another one as well, because I probably learned a lot more about mental health by being in the comedy scene than I would have learned from reading newspapers oh, or interacting with people. So, yeah. Like even, yeah, because more people do have more, yeah. yeah. And because my friend that's fair, not that new, but fairly new to, to comedy, she said she's never uh, about promoters. She said she's never asked the question. Oh, I think they might be autistic. So, so she's never <laughs> made that statement so much in, in all of her life <laughs> <laughs> since she's been in comedy. <laughs> yeah. But but at the same time, it, it it stands to reason that obviously having that catharsis or being able to express yourself obviously provides a remedy for people as well because again for me it's like the first drag queen I met was doing comedy the first transgender person I was able to interact with directly was in comedy as well so like it, the secondary part of the question is like it art is would you say how important has art been for you to process mental health Oh, just to, yeah, I don't, I don't know a lot of people say stuff like this, but it seems quite dramatic, but I really don't, I think if I didn't have comedy, I don't know if I'd still be here because it's sort of the only thing that, because I'm quite, as are a lot of people in comedy, I'm quite obsessive with stuff and, mm. um, uh, uh, and then, but in pre, pre, sort of in the previous life, it's been sort of 
like because my because my I wasn't diagnosed with anything for like till quite late. So I used to self medicate because I thought because I was told that I was fine, and then uh, but I was like, well, yeah, but my head's so fucking horrible and busy. Um, so 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 then when I did comedy, that was then the thing that I sort of became quite obsessive with was comedy. Uh, so that's been really useful to not you know be spiraling with drinking drugs and have comedy instead and then and then and then through comedy I've yeah uh well I've you know been able to make a career of it and something that, that I thoroughly enjoy and and now living and I'm genuinely happy and and live in the countryside with 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 because as well I used to chat to another comedian when we first started and and uh and we always used to say that we were gigging so much because we weren't happy with our situation at home so we were mm. always happy to be gigging seven nights a week but yeah. then at some point along the way it got to the point where we then enjoyed our home life because situations had changed so then it became more difficult to be away mm. uh so much because we liked liked home uh i don't think that answers any question but uh it does no it does does totally (laughs) because i like i said it because for me it's it's back to the theory whereby it's um there's i think there's so many natural ways that people can address what begin as maybe more acute conditions that if they are not uh addressed or recognized that they just become they can kind of fester and become more severe issues so Mm. you know like what that sounds like you've a lot a very normal state like when i'm home i'm like i'm bored but if you're touring for long enough you're like ah what my own bed yeah yeah well yeah that's it yeah you you often you're like oh i can't wait for my day off and then i I, and then it's your day off and then you don't i'm terrible at relaxing i never know and i just send myself under and then i feel guilty that i'm not doing things and then in the end i just end up having a terrible day off um and sort of festering in my own misery (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> that's a good name for a podcast if you're looking for another one festering in my own misery <laughs> yeah. which is which i think is it'd be more relatable than you think but it's it, i think i think it's uh i say it because you know i think i spoke to um uh, lauren lauren oh, yeah lauren patterson yes lauren patterson great friend of the podcast and great comedian and uh, I'd spoken to her about like, you know, gym culture has become such a big thing nowadays. And I think maybe mental health has uh, maybe it's some slight catching up to do because not everybody maybe has access to therapy or maybe therapy might not be right for everyone all the time. But we could definitely create a structure of like the equivalent of mind gyms, whether it would be, as I said, like a place where people could be deprived of sensory stuff or maybe have a like Howard and I saw a cuddle therapist mm. no it was for another person's podcast i'm just gonna flag that up uh go to the self-care clubs podcast guys and uh, check out our episode don't so think that cuddled. me and dave so you were yeah. cuddling each other no we didn't cuddle each other we cuddled the therapist we cuddled the therapist yeah, like yeah. two sloths on a tree yeah. something like that you can almost choose you can almost choose the type of hug that you have so the wow. therapist will ask you if you want someone to like stroke your back or maybe pat your back or if they want to face you or, and you know, it's it's very effective because there are a lot of people who their human interaction can be so stunted that that can have a long-term effect on them. Like if for example, their carers for their parents and their parents are dependents, that they're only, that's their only interaction, which means because they spend so much time doing that, they don't enjoy any intimacy 
because now that uh, family situation has become a professional capacity as well. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I must stress, I did not enjoy this experience. <laughs> but as listeners to the Self Care Club podcast would know, it did actually uh, teach me some things that I has improved my life. So, um, what a teaser that is <laughs> for someone else's podcast. But, um, but you know, it, it, it was an interesting experience. And I, I, I don't know. It, we live in, in the words of Adam Curtis, we live in confusing times. Uh, and it's difficult to know what you know what is the right way to live so you know the 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 depths of misery that you might find yourselves in listeners and Harriet and Dane you know (laughs) what what really what really I often think when I hear people talk like that uh, is good good suck it up and use it to move yourself forward it's the only solution because if you block it out and you try and keep yourself like, oh, it's okay, it's okay, you know, you you do that thing that my mum kind of does. Where he goes, oh, it'll be all right, it'll be all right, you know. It's like, no, mum, I need to be <laughs> fucking miserable about this thing right now. Let it give me a few hours, maybe, maybe I'll sleep on it and I'll be, I'll be, I'll be much more energized tomorrow. And that's that's the story of my battles. Is that I learned, I used to battle it for ages and then just. I don't know how many years ago I just decided to go right no I'm miserable for this period of time where's uh where's that 90s sitcom uh and I'm just gonna sit here for two hours and you know that's me so Howard again using art as a remedy for psychology issue but I guess I guess because I guess what I'm trying to say is that like obviously uh, we've worked together for a very long time mm. and and I would I wouldn't reduce your uh mental health issues but you've always seemed like a nice person, a together person that's respectful and does their job in a professional way. Hmm. And for me, then it would suggest that there are many other people who postulate as being uh, together or focused hmm. who aren't able to care about another human being. So for me, the question is who really has the issue of mental health in that respect in the same way that it's like, I guess for me, it's like, I don't find mental health as surprising like for example, we've seen like a spike in uh, issues of depression and gen- gender and body dysmorphia amongst young children, mm. younger people. It's like if you've been putting hormones into their food for so many years and chemicals into the water they drink and in the air they and, breathe, and, and just making and, them suck up social media, and, the, and yeah, make them yeah, and then presenting them with an unattainable idea of uh, uh, binary gender. Why are people surprised with a lot of the phenomena they see in younger generations today? Like, for example, if you're a young woman, so for example, people always like who are gender critical will talk about people being non-binary or intersex and stuff like that, or gender fluid and why they don't understand it. It's like, well, if you are the average person looking at what social media suggests is the epitome of femininity or masculinity, you might just think, I don't, oh, well, how the fuck can I be that? Like, no one's jaw is that shape. Mm. Like, no real human being is a size zero and a E cup. It just you're. Mm. Your body can't function that way. And nobody who's like that dimension also has no hair that grows in their body. Like these, these, they don't exist, but this is what is suggested. And not only is it suggested, it's pedestalized. Of course, you're going to get a countercultural movement where people rebel and be like, well, I'm neither of these things. So yep. I'm just going to be somewhere in between. I, I don't know why that's surprising. The same way that's like spikes in depression. Well, for years, if you've told children and if they've heard, even not through directly, but they are looking at the prospect of owning a home is going to be less likely the prospect of there's kids now who may not even meet a fucking tiger or see a tiger in real life by the time they're our age based on current practices 
how can we as a as a people not expect this to have a long-term effect on the human mind like croydon is a bankrupt borough and then you're reading the paper about incidences of people of violence and stuff like that happens it's like how people are not able to make these connections no. that life is becoming hard for people and we're not seeing you know the symptoms of that are very very clear so that's why i say it's like i don't think it's people that have problems with mental health it's that's it lenny bruce the comedian has a saying when he's like i'm not sick the world is sick mm. and that's the problem so on that note uh Listeners, go and uh, it's been a how's it been for you, Harriet? Because you're you, we're always here, you're you're just visiting. How has it for you? How has this been experienced? Been has it been rewarding for your mental health? I hope. Well, or? yes, yes, it started off as a, a mild epiphany over the fairies, mm. uh, uh, and then um, and now I feel very sad about the world, <laughs> yeah. well, but the really... sadness that's not you know, that's not, yeah, but then, but then maybe that's the thing is that, like. I think a lot of people are refusing to acknowledge this because if we all collectively acknowledge that the environment that we are living in collectively, globally, isn't perfect or productive for human beings as a species, then we would all work towards changing it. Oh, man, I'm so excited for the guests that I'm going to get to follow Harriet. Uh, we have a, a writer who is coming on the show <laughs> Uh, who has just released a book about this exact thing, Dane. So we're going to tee that episode up now uh, and it will be coming the week after Harriet's. But um, Harriet, you've been a beautiful, beautiful, lovely guest. As usual, Thank it's you. been good. I feel like I haven't sat down with you last time since we were in Manchester. I think we was, you were doing steak for your birthday. Yeah, you were so lovely. I got a very nice steak. At the end, we went to Pizza Express and talked about trainers. So that was very nice. Exactly. And, You're a you know, good egg, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. As, <laughs> as are you. And I look forward to working with you again in the near future, hopefully. Um, yes. Uh, until that time, please tell our listeners and viewers so they can find out what you're up to, past, present and future. Oh, well, I'm going to, uh, well, on my website, harrydyer.com is all mission shenanigans. So I'm going to Edinburgh just, just for the last week um, and doing my new show. I do, well, I've, it's just been a sudden epiphany for everyone, isn't it? That, oh, we don't have to do Edinburgh for the whole bloody month because it's yeah. a fucking nightmare. Because you're, <laughs> you're going for... I'm so, going... two weeks, yeah, I'm not doing yeah. the whole month. Yeah way to do it so that and then uh and then my podcast with louise young is very wonderful make me better where we try stuff to make us less mental but to be honest the problem is we because we because of our schedules we do like a block in a go so then the thing that say if i tried i don't know cbd oil or something and then but then the next episode so then i'm trying something else so then i'm trying something else then off with bloody tits and then i don't know what <laughs> i don't know i don't know what sounds like really worth listening to this one guys uh... yeah so i don't know what's working or what isn't working and i don't know um so so well, so yeah <laughs> you've been a, a lovely guest harrier uh, and we wish you all the best <laughs> Thank you. Very well. <laughs> <laughs>You've been listening to Dane Baptiste Questions Everything, hosted by Dane Baptiste and myself, Howard Cohen. For more from Dane and myself, make sure you follow us on Instagram at DaneSnapTeast and at the Howard Cohen. You can now support us on Patreon. Just search DBQE Podcast and unlock ad-free content and you can watch the full-length video of the podcast. 
please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. If you have a question for Dane, make sure you send us a DM on Instagram at DBQE Podcast and we could feature you in our next episode. Thanks for listening, guys. And remember, question everything.